This is My Baby Mama is Crazy, a podcast about single motherhood, their struggles, challenges, and accomplishments. We'll open an honest conversation. We will tackle real issues while having an amazing time. Hey babes, this is your girl Anne, and thank you for listening to the My Baby Mama is Crazy podcast. Thank you very much for being here. I am extremely excited. Today, I'll be breaking down some of the stereotypes around single motherhood. They have been going on long enough, and I feel like they're just another way to bully women all around the world. It's the 21st century, yet the denigration of a single parent continues, and a lot of people have made money, a lot of money, out of making fun of a single mom situation. They are keeping those prejudices alive and well and cashing in on somebody else's difficulties. Single mothers have been facing oppression, discrimination, prejudices for centuries. Do not let them affect your life. People will always have opinion. People will always have something to say. And let me point something really, really important. Your reason for being a single mom is no one else's business but your own. No one has the right to judge you and no one has the right to question you. Before anything, before I start this conversation, let me define the term. So who do I call a single mother? Who do I think, in my opinion, is a single mom? If you have your child 100% of the time, you are a single mom. Father got him two, three hours on weekdays and he comes right back home with you, you are a single mom. Being a single mom doesn't automatically mean that your child father is a deadbeat. You can be a single mom with a deadbeat child's father, the deadbeat baby daddy. So there is men, even though they're not with their child's mother, they are amazing fathers. They are amazing, amazing fathers. They're not with their baby mama, but they take care of their responsibilities. They're active and present in their child's life. I just wanted to give my definition of the single mothers before I get into the subject. No woman ever wake up one day and be like, oh my God, it's so bright and shiny outside. I'll just go and be a single mom. No one ever. It's just that things happen. Things happen. People break up. So all you can do is pick up your feelings, pick up your emotions, pick up your kids and keep it moving. You cannot stop. Sometimes life has different choices for you. Life has different decisions for you. Life is putting you on a different path. And that's just how it is. People break up all the time. Everyone have different reasons. Everyone have different stories. And it's nobody's place to be pointing fingers and judging their lives. What I'm going to say right now, I know a lot of people might not agree with me. And if you disagree, let me know in the comment the reason why you disagree. So the very first stereotype that I'm going to be addressing is that black women are more likely to be classified as single parents. Society tends to assign single motherhood to black women. As a woman of color, if I were to be walking down the street right now with my son, without even knowing anything about me, anything about my life, I would say more than half the people that I would encounter would automatically assume that I'm a, that I'm a single mom. The sad reality. A lot of people have experienced this. I have a friend of mine. She recently got divorced. Really good friend. And every time she's going to her seven-year-old school meeting or event, she always have a ring back on. And I've told her more than once, you don't need validation from anyone. You don't need to explain your life to anyone. She always answered, I just don't want others to have me and my child in this big black women discrimination melting pot. That's her way of doing things. I'm the one to be judging. The reality is a lot of black kids are being raised in single mother's household. A lot of them. But it does not mean they are fatherless. It does not mean that their fathers are absent. It does not mean they don't have fathers. There's a lot of great black fathers, active fathers. Single motherhood has nothing to do with ethnicity, race, background, religion. Any 
everyone can be a single mom. With the same hand, just like in every race, in every community, there is active and absent father. It's the same for the black community. We do have active father, great father, and we do have deadbeat. That's just how it goes, sad reality, but that's the truth. Just like there is an active black father, there's active white fathers. Just like there is absent black fathers, there is absent white fathers. It's just how it is. Black single mothers have been facing stereotype judgment for years. Probably won't stop today, but hopefully will stop tomorrow. But this I'm not even sure of. So now let's move on to the next stereotype. Single mothers are desperate. No, we are not. Just because someone is single and a mother doesn't automatically mean she's looking for a father for a child and she's looking for a man. No. A lot of single mothers have been doing this for years. They have been doing this for years with two, three kids. But not looking for a man. Just because she's she's dating someone doesn't mean she wants that person to be a father to her child. A father figure maybe, which is probably within her right. If you're dating somebody and that person cannot be a father figure to your kid, you're dating the wrong man. And you're bringing the wrong man to your household. Single mothers are in no way desperate. A single mom at the end of the day is still a woman. It's still a woman. She likes getting flowers, attention at men. She likes a man that know how to treat her right, men that know her worth. So if she has found that person that know her worth, that take the time to get to know her, know her child, she chooses to give that person a chance, doesn't mean in no fact she's desperate. Being a single parent does not mean that your life has to stop automatically after your child's father or your child mother is gone. No, you have to keep living your life and you have to keep doing what you think is the best for you and the best for your child. And those kids, they have fathers. Absent or active fathers, they have fathers. So I don't think she's looking for a father for a child. A father figure, maybe. But as far as looking for a father, this is not even biologically possible. I am not trying to throw a negative light on a stepfather rule. Because there's some really great stepfathers and with time they have become more fathers. That's the keyword, time. So someone can't be looking for a father for the kids for the simple reason that it takes time. Real feeling takes time to get there. Kids are smarter than people actually give them credit for. They can actually feel someone's energy, feel someone's vibe, even my two-year-old. You're my two-year-old. So with the right person that be giving them attention, the best intention, patience, love, and commitment, mom doesn't have to say or do anything for the child to naturally accept and love the man because they can feel that it's someone that genuinely cares for them and from that moment forward they are just going to build their own unique relationship as the child grows up a child cannot have too many people who love them and want to help them grow who wouldn't want that for their kids especially a single mother with absent fathers she isn't looking for it like i said it's a time process some fathers are worse than complete strangers so if someone is willing to step up where it stood down why not i say let him a man that cares for you will care for your children equally. This stereotype is just absurd. They are shaming a woman for being a single mom, and in the same breath, they are trying to shame her for wanting better. This stereotype right there is just a big old way to shame women. That's what it is, and it's ridiculous. Just because somebody is a single mother doesn't mean she's not allowed to date. Just because she's a single mom doesn't mean she's looking for a father for a kid. This whole stereotype thing is just a way to keep us divided. Us within the feminine community is just a way to keep us divided. I've seen a single mothers blaming, um, shaming married women. A lot of married women shaming divorcee. And divorcee shaming some other group of women. That It keeps on going. It keeps on going. And that was exactly their plan. And it's working. It's working. A house divided within itself cannot stand and won't stand for long. It won't stand for long. We need to make a change with you, with me, and with other people. We need to work on ourselves. It won't do much. It won't be much. But this will be a start.
All right, so let's move on to the next stereotype. That one is just, I said the previous one was a big old joke. This one, I'm not even sure what it is. It's just mind-blowing. Single mothers are on welfare. Assume that single mothers are on public assistance. This one is just a generalization of single mothers as a whole. That's what it is. It's just a way to continue with the stigma, basically saying that single mothers are living or lazy and living comfortable on welfare check, which is definitely not true. I know mothers that are the sole captain of their household. They are the sole breadwinner and nobody giving them anything. They work two, three jobs to take care of their kids. A lot of mothers be doing it like that. But automatically saying single mothers, assuming that single mothers on welfare, you're insulting that woman. You are rude to her because she's doing the most that she can to take care of her kids. Not only single mothers are on welfare, regular people be on welfare. Yet, I don't see nobody said everyone is on welfare. No, but as soon as uh, one mother is getting something, two, three mothers, doesn't matter how many, is getting something for the government, it's single mothers or on welfare. If it's their way of calling us broke, I'm totally fine with that. Running a household with one income is not easy. Most single mothers, they are the sole breadwinner of the home. They have to pay all the bills and get everything going on their own. So if you're calling us broke, I'm cool. I am broke. I am broke. But being broke doesn't mean that my son doesn't have diapers. There isn't food on my table. That he doesn't have clothes. That he doesn't have shoes. No, being broke means I might not be able to afford my acrylic this week. And it's totally fine. Being broke means I might have to save to get that hair I wanted for two months ago. And it's totally fine. We are broke, but we do have our priorities in check. We have our priorities in mind and we keep them straight. That's what it is. Basically saying that we have to leave a little more principles than other people. If you can afford a vacation in Copacabana, that is wonderful. But I might have to save two, three months, four months, six months for this, a year for this. And it's totally fine. A lot of single women are living on a tight budget. So if that's what they call being broke, me, I'm totally cool with being broke. <laughs> I am broke. <laughs> And honestly, a lot of single mothers are doing just fine. They're doing just fine. They don't have to worry about when the next bill is coming through the mail, when his insurance will be paid off. They don't have to worry about a lot of things. A lot of single moms are living comfortably. A lot of single moms are living good, are living that life, are living really at ease. A lot of them. There is no reason whatsoever to believe that single moms are the most beneficiaries for government benefits. And a lot of people are getting benefits from the government. A lot of them have received benefits from one of the six federal programs. So Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, Welfare, Unemployment, Food Stamp. But the most benefits are spent on the elderly through Social Security and Medicare. Nearly every household with an adult over 65 get federal benefits of some kind. It's nothing against the elderly. I'm happy that they're getting something. I'm happy for them. I'm happy they're getting the help that it's nothing against them. But the fact is, Social Security is the biggest benefit program from the federal government. 53% to the people over 65, 20% go to the disabled, 18% go to working people, only 9% for non-disabled, non-working, and other people that quote-unquote are living of the government. And if you really look at the bigger picture, you would realize something. No particular group is getting benefits from the government. The reality is everyone is getting benefits from the government. Everyone is getting something. It's just that the way that we're getting those benefits allow us to lie to ourselves and point fingers at other people. When in reality, we are getting something. And everyone in their lifetime, everyone at least once in their lifetime, have used some kind of government aid. If if we look into who's getting the most out of those policies, it will just going to be the higher income people. The higher incomes are the ones that are getting the most from government benefits. 
when you look into the home mortgage interest deduction it helps people who has home paying down their mortgage and they have help with housing that's really the same thing as low-income housing we just deliver it through a different kind of mechanism we just call it something else just to make it seems like you're not getting nothing i'm just you know trying to work something out with the government but in reality you're getting some benefits allow people to pay less in taxes by giving them a check to help them pay for their housing. But what is this? It is some kind of benefits. Let's just be honest and not lie to ourselves. We're all getting something. We're all getting something. You may not be getting money, but you are getting something. And I've heard a lot of people say the highest income are the only group of people that are not getting anything from the government. This I wouldn't know. This is not in my tax bracket. But one thing that I know for sure with the way this society is built, the rich are getting richer. Basically saying if someone is a low income person, you're most likely to stay low income. That's just how it is. That's the sad truth. Let me take the example of the PPP loan that has been going on for this pandemic. Billionaire Joe Farrell has received a million dollars and taxpayer coronavirus relief funds, according to federal data. It's not like he would have needed it. It's not like he would have been broke without it. So the rich are getting richer. They wouldn't give me that kind of money. They wouldn't give you that kind of money. So let's not point fingers about who is getting what from the government. It's difficult for single mothers with a high school degree or less to support their children without financial aid of the other parent. And sometimes they do get that, that aid and it's still not easy. And it does not mean that this mother right there, she is lazy. It's just not easy. Let me do a really quick math here. Let's say she's working Florida minimum wage, which is $8.46 and sometimes less. But I'll say she's getting paid $10 for a full-time job, which is 40 hours a week. After taxes, if my math skills are right, she'll be taking $363. Hmm. If I'm wrong, please feel free to let me know. But it's $363. That I got, which is $1,452 a month. I don't know where it is where you live at. The lowest one that I have encountered here in Florida is at least $1,000 for two bedroom. And that's with low income housing. Without it, she would probably be paying around $1,600, $1,700, $2,000, depends on where she's living at. Now, $1,000 is gone for the rent. She has $452 left for light bills. And electricity companies here, they do not play. And with the heat, mine was $231. I was shocked. But it's summertime in Florida. The heat is ridiculous. So let's say she's paying $100 for her light bill. Gas bill, $50. Water bill, $50. That's already $200 gone. Now she has food left to buy, car insurance, kids' necessities, diapers, if she has young child, wipes, child care. And if she has a preteen, they will be asking her for $20 at least once a week. They need money. <laughs> $20 at least once a week. So whatever that paycheck was, it's long gone. If she had somebody at home helping, that's two income. Let's say two income, same amount. That is a huge difference. So if that mother can get a little help, what is the issue? Why is people so mad with something that has nothing to do with them? A lot of mothers are doing it without help. And a lot of mothers that I know are doing it without any help, without any benefit. So if at least one of us get a little something, what's wrong with that? What is wrong with that? So you would rather see that woman struggle. You would rather see her light being cut off than her getting at least a little something. At least if she's getting $200 from the government for a footstep, that's one issue out of her head. That's one problem out of her mind. Now she has to take care of the other ones. So what's the problem with this? Thank God I have a baby. He's only two years old. But I have been to my friend's house where she has um, seven, eight, nine years old. When they are home, they open the water, start drinking, leave it. They open the juice, start drinking, leave it. They open the cereal, drop it in a bowl, leave it. They, that just kids. That's how they are. That's, that's kids. My time hasn't come yet, but I know it will eventually. <laughs> just starting eating the food and leave it, watch TV, and then come back. I don't want it. 
That's just how kids are. And she cannot stop kids from being kids. So if she's getting a little help at least in food stamp, that will help. So this is this is not a problem. People are just, I don't have an explanation for that. Like how, why does this bother you? If the mom is, is getting something from the government, why does it bother you? Why? You're saying she's getting your, she's being taken care of with your tax money. But at the end of the day, we're all paying taxes. I know a lot of people are upset. And those people, they are upset because they feel like they're taking care of others with their tax money. It's not easy for everyone. We are all struggling. Most people make around 70000 a year. It's not poor, but it isn't living lavish either. And sometimes you have to say no to your own kids many times. And it's not like you're taking vacation to the Bahamas yourself every year. But do not choose one group of people as scapegoat. Because a lot of single mothers are working just like you. A lot of single mothers are doing their best that they can to raise their kids. And the ones that are struggling, that actually need help with your tax money, they aren't the only one. They aren't the only one. It's not like your tax money goes just to one group of people. The money that you pay in taxes goes to many places. In addition to paying the salaries of the government workers, also helps support common resources, such as police and firefighters. And with your tax money, they make sure that the road that you travel in are safe and well-maintained. Fund public libraries, school, and a lot of other programs. Do not choose one group of people to blame, to attack. And there's a lot of other programs. If we were to count them as benefits, you would have seen the truth. You would have seen much more than that. If we count, for example, the more, like I said previously, the mortgage interest deduction for homeowners, for the employer health deduction as government benefits, they mostly go to the wealthy household. And that's fact. The majority of single mothers in the United States are separated, divorced, or widowed. And they work more hours, and yet they have the higher poverty rate. This is to the fact that many employed single mothers are getting poverty wages. A lot of single parents in the United States are employed to, to low-wage jobs. And often they don't have access to paid leave. They don't have access to a lot of other benefits. A lot of mothers are not getting child support. A lot of them are not getting child support. That is one. That is definitely another one. People like to assume that single mothers are getting child support. A lot of mothers are not getting child support for their kid. And if they were to be getting child support, probably up to $430 a month. Depends on how many kids they got. But with no paid leave, with no vacation, with nothing. And you're earning $6. And I will say something some of you might not agree with. One category of mothers that are getting more expensive exploited in this system or Hispanic mothers, Caribbean mothers, immigrant mothers, they are getting exploited because they don't know a lot. They don't know the right. They don't know what they can, what they cannot do. They can, they don't know what they can and cannot get. And a lot of people are taking advantage of that. A lot of jobs are taking advantage of that. I'm not trying to go too deep into those details saying that single mothers are living off the government. What is it to be living off? Let's say that mothers is getting $1,000 a month with three, four kids. I have one child, I can't even survive on $1,000 a month. Imagine that mother has three, four kids that she has to take care of with food, housing, bills, diapers, and she has to go to work. And childcare, it's hard to come by. In 2019, 15 states had a wait list or had frozen their intake for childcare assistance. And the wait was like from 90 days to two years. A lot of mothers are not getting child care for their kids. And they have to pay medical bills. And they have to pay their insurance. Although the Affordable Care Act give low-income single mothers access to health insurance, nearly nearly half of this family are in states that have declined their, medical, their Medicaid programs. Among 16 states not expanding medical coverage, the median, the level to be eligible for the benefits are 44%. So if you're not making at least 44% of the FPL, most likely you will get declined. Only two states are covering parents with income near poverty, and that's Tennessee and Wisconsin. And that's it. 
let's say that mother was getting $1,000 from the government. $1,000 cannot take care of a child. Let's be honest. That is nothing that she's getting. That is nothing. Try to put yourself in that person's position. She's not your mom. She's not your sister. But she could have been. Try to put yourself in that person's position. $1,000 a month with three, four kids. Let's be honest. There is no way she would have been able to make hands meet with all her bills. Those things don't help her raise her kids. Yes, they make her life a little easier. But as far as raising her kids, that is definitely not the case. Those things are materialistic things. They here today and gone tomorrow. But what is raising her kids is her time, her attention, her love, her dedication to her children. That is what's raising her kids. Not whatever she's getting from the government. It's helping, but it's not raising her children. And it's not getting her household moving. This society makes it really hard for single mom, for mothers in general. If she's working two, three jobs, what's wrong with getting a little help? What's wrong with that? A lot of companies does not offer flexible work schedule for their employees, including mothers. And this end up being a challenge, especially if they do not have childcare. They do not have a supportive father that they can call and be, hey, go pick up the babies up. Hey, do this, hey, do that. The mom can't work properly. She cannot work properly because she's focusing. Is my child being taken care of? Is that new lady that's watching my child is being good with him? Because at the end of the day, we don't know that person like that. This is not family. My son was extremely sick one time because he was having hearing infections all the time. And then with hearing infection, getting high fevers and with fevers, seizure and take him to the hospital. And one time he had a seizure around one in the morning. I took him to the hospital, get back home at around seven. I had to go to work. I couldn't call out. I had to go. I wanted to stay with my son. I wanted to stay with my child. I need a job. I have to work. I have to support him. I have to support us. So what's wrong with someone getting a little help? That's what I'm trying to get to. What's wrong with that? If that mother is getting a little help with childcare, what's wrong with that? I wish I was getting a little help with childcare. If that mother is getting a little help with housing, what's wrong with that? I wish I was. If she's getting a little help bringing food, working on a minimum wage, what's wrong with that? Have some compassion. That's all I'm going to say. Have some compassion. Just because it is not your sister in this situation doesn't make it okay for you to be judging that person. You don't know her life. You don't know her story. You don't know her. If it's hard for you to not judge, you can do something more simple. Just mind your business. Just mind your business. So at the end of the day, a lot more people are getting benefits from the government. Not only mothers, not only single mothers. Let's be honest right there. Why her? Why judging her? And a lot of mothers are single for the simple reason they are just, just got themselves out of an abusive relationship. She doesn't need your negative energy. She doesn't need your judgment about her life. What I'm going to say about that, about this assistance stereotype, the government benefit stereotype, a lot of mothers are not getting benefits. And if she was, it's none of your concern. All right. So now let's move on to the next stereotype. I feel like all those stereotypes are connected somehow. Which brings me to the next one. Single mothers are more likely to be raising thugs and criminals. I know a lot of people have heard this one before. Oh, a mother cannot raise a child properly. A mother cannot give the child an education, that uh, the discipline that a father can. A mother cannot do this. A mother cannot do that. Which is why their kids end up in jail. Which is why their kids end up criminals. That is extremely, I'm sorry, excuse my French, but that is a fucked up thing to say. Pushing it every day with her kids. Trying to get a better life for all of them. So you're saying that those babies that she's raising or thug will end up being thugs and criminal and are most likely to end up in jail. That is a terrible thing to say. How are you wishing bad um, on innocent children? Because this one is not only about the mom. Saying this, you're not only insulting the mom, but you're insulting the babies by, by extension. A lot of moms are working, uh, are working really hard doing it by themselves to raise their kids. For some reason, people tend to believe that a mother cannot discipline her because they are too soft. 
guys must have not met my grandma. You should have met her. There's nothing stuff about my grandma. She has raised my mom, my uncle, all by herself. You have not met my grandmother. I wish you got you had gotten to meet her. And nothing stuff about that lady. And talking about my grandmother, I'm just going to take my grandmother example. She knew how to be soft when it was time to be soft. But when it's time to discipline, she knew how to do that very well. And I remember really well. I remember really well what it feels like. I do. I am not taking abuse. But my grandma, she knew how to discipline. She definitely knew how to do that. So a lot of mothers know how to discipline their children. I know how to discipline my son, and that's my way of parenting. A lot of time I heard people say, you too soft for him. And like I always say, that's my parenting. That's how I parent. You parent your kid, let me parent mine. And I know a lot of people growing up that were raised in two parents' households. Mommy, daddy, private school, best education, the best of everything. And later in life, that end up in jail. So what's your point? Criminality is linked to poverty. The more people are living in a way they shouldn't be living, the more people are not getting things they should have been getting. Food, insurance, life insurance, doctor, and stuff like that. The highest the criminality rate will be. Yes, as single parent, we have to work more hours. Yes, single moms sometimes put up more than 40 hours a week to cover financial responsibilities. But most women have their children's best interests at heart. Most women put their children's best interests first. And many women have put up with a lot of situations for the sake of their children. Many women have put up with a bad relationship, bad marriage, bad situation just to keep their children in a two-parent household. Politician Ben Carson theorized that kids born out of redlock or raised by a single parent or tied to a higher rate of poverty and crime. He himself is a product of a single parent household. And her former president, Barack Obama, was raised by a single mother. So you can have a decent upbringing with or without both parents. Single households aren't necessarily bad, just like having both parents aren't necessarily good. It's not the number of family members that influence a child's life. It's actually the people that raised you. And I know young single mothers have been getting blamed a lot of time for juvenile delinquency. But in reality, I have I know children with young mothers that have gone to live successful life, crime-free lives. I would say, in my opinion, criminals are made through bad parenting by one or two parents not because they are brought up by one parent it is better for a child to be brought up with one parent than with two parents who are not happy who are not happy i know women in abusive relationships staying just to provide their children with a father figure just to not be the victim and others of stereotypes so you would rather a child be living in a household in an abusive household where mommy is getting beat up every day getting dragged off the floor every single day and being in a happy home with their mom Black single mother's household has been seated many times, most of the time, has been the cause of violent crimes. When in reality, children, delinquent children can come from any family structures. Broken family, single family, two-parent household, single-parent household, any structures. And it is hard to believe for a lot of people that a mother can actually work 40 hours a week and take the time to take care of her children's emotional needs. It's hard to believe, but women have been doing it since the beginning of time. Mothers have been taking care of their children while working full-time there is nothing hard to believe about this despite a lot of challenges despite a lot of difficulties some mothers have great some single mothers have great relationship with their children great loving relationship with their children 
But we do not hear about those families. We do not hear about them. We do not hear about their experiences. We do not hear about their happy home. We do not hear about their triumphs for the simple reason that it doesn't fit their agenda. It's more interesting to have this picture of a single family horror story, I guess. I guess the single mother stereotype sells more. All loving parents, single parent, any kind of parent that love their kids, take the time to do what needs to be done to raise their children. The simple statement that raw criminals are the products of a single parent is absurd. It's just absurd. And some kids are just born with antisocial personality disorder. And this condition, if you kind of look at it, make it really hard for the person suffering from it to have any regard from right or wrong. And also the nature of the relationship between parents and children helps determine a child's future. It helps determine if the child will become a delinquent or not. It's really rare, really rare for a child that was raised in an affectionate home, supportive home, understanding home, to have those kind of behaviors. Because positive environment leads to healthy personality development. Most, and most likely, a home with a lack of love, with the suppression of a free expression of that child, an absence of encouragement. This kid will more like likely revolt against their parents, run away from home, and later on enter a life of crime. Most children, offenders, come from a family that have experienced physical violence and child abuse. Only a few of those offenders come from a nonviolent home, a loving home. Non-offenders are much more likely to come from a nonviolent home than those that are subject to physical and emotional abuse. Most of the time, the child upbringing is really important. They, they believe that to discipline a boy, that the woman needs a man. Only a man can discipline a boy. You don't need to be a man to discipline a child. At the end of the day, boy or girl, that's a child. My grandmother raised boys. Pretty sure she disciplined all of them because none of my uncles was criminal at any point in their lives. And I know a lot of people that have been raising boys that now today are grown men that have never been arrested a day in their life. There is a real juvenile delinquency problem in this country. And what we need is not to focus on those children's households. Because at the end of the day, it's already done. They've already been in those homes. They've already been getting bad treatment in those homes. So what we need to focus on is how we can help them, how we can save them. And with early prevention and trying to focus on those kids, give them time, give them attention, give them the education that they need, give them the love that they need. Being a mentor to those kids can help them a lot. Let's try to work more on bullying prevention programs. Let's try to work more on a lot of other things. Violence prevention. And we would have started having less and less kids being involved in criminal activities. We are focusing on the wrong things. We are not looking at this issue like we should have been. And they should have been doing that a long time ago. Those kids, they still can be saved. Because only a few programs for families and young children have follow-ups that are long enough tests for delinquent behavior. They don't need help for a month or two. What they need, they need a change. They need a change in their lives. Let's make sure those kids are safe. Let's make sure those kids are getting the health care that they need. Let's, let's make sure those kids are getting the mental care that they need. Any little mistake can have anyone under 18 who breaks the law labeled a juvenile delinquent. Any little mistake. And I'm not talking raw crimes. I'm not talking violent, extremely violent action. Child criminal behavior is linked to adult criminal behavior. So it's really important that we find a way to help those kids. We need to intervene. They need an intervention with no one to care for them, with no one to give them the 
help that they may need. Children delinquency is a cry for help and it doesn't start all of a sudden. It's some little things, little things, little things and then all of a sudden it's out of control. And with no one paying attention to those little things, they always most of the time become out of control. And then there's no reason. No one can actually explain the reason why young kids commit crimes. There's no reason. But I would say it's the lack of stability. Chaos at home. All of those things. And chaos at home does it automatically mean single mother's home, single mother's household. Chaos can be in any kind of home. And the way this society is going, we need to focus on our children. This is who the focus needs to be on, on our children. Because once that child or any little mistake enter the legal system, they will be called a delinquent. And with this title, with this on top of them, they are most likely to go back to jail for a lot of other reasons. What those kids need is a role model. They need role model. They need guidance. Let's focus on the children. Let's not focus on any other things. And this, this, uh, this as a stereotype is just uh, an insult to single moms that are working hard to raise their kids. And no, they are not raising thugs. They are not raising criminals. No, they don't need a dad to discipline their kids. Don't blame one group of person when actually there's a lot of other group of people that can actually produce the same result. All those stereotypes are linked together. So they're blaming child delinquency on single mother because she's working too much. She's working too much. She doesn't have time to watch and take care of her kids. But if she work less and get some government help, oh my God, she's not working enough. She's getting her tax money. You can't make people happy at the end of the day. That's what I've come to realize. Some people just can't be happy. No matter what you do, those people will never be happy. No matter how you live your life, they will never be happy. So the secret is live for yourself. Focus on yourself because you cannot make everyone happy. You won't. Someone is a single mother. Oh, she's a single mother. She's living out of a tax dollar. She's a stay-at-home mom. Oh, that person is a stay-at-home mom. She's depending on a man. If she's working, she's, she's working being independent. Oh, that woman should be focusing on getting a man because single, independent woman is not cute. She could have been the first woman president. You would have heard, no, we don't like what she's doing. A man would have done a better job. You cannot, you just cannot make everyone happy. Focus on yourself, focus on your children and do what you have to do. And do what you have to do. And last and not least, that single mothers hate their child's father. People like to assume that we don't talk to our child's father, that we have big issue with him, that we hate him. That is just, no, we do not hate our child's father because at the end of the day, we have a child with him. At the end of the day, he's our baby daddy. No, I'm sorry to disappoint, but not, not all mothers have issues with their child fathers. Actually, some have great relationship, great comparing relationship. And those that can actually feel a little something against them, I don't think it's hate. We could never hate him. They might hate his behavior, his action. They might wish he was a better parent, but it's not hate. It's mostly anger. Truth is, not all men are great dads. Some are completely absent, and they don't take care of their responsibilities. You can't blame that mother for feeling what she's feeling toward that person. If you were in her shoes, I guarantee you'd feel the same. And a lot of women, not only single mothers, have a child they love with a man they hate. You don't know everyone's private life. So just because we are raising our kids alone doesn't mean we're feeling resentment and anger and hate. When in reality, most mothers have great co-parenting relationship with their child's father. And those that don't and they have absent fathers don't really care about him that much. They are too busy in their life. They are too busy taking care of both of their responsibilities, hers and his, too busy taking care of their kids to be worrying about a dead bit. 
So no, no, this one is just funny. So no, not every single mother hate their child's father. We do not. Not every single mother have issue with their child's father. No, a lot of us don't. A lot of us don't. And like I said, those that do, they don't really care that much about them to be calling it hate. And this, I can say it in general for, for everybody in general. They don't care about them. They're just living their life and taking care of their kids. <laughs> so to close to the episode, just don't worry about other people's opinion. Because everyone is dealing with something. You don't know their life. You don't know what they're dealing with. Being a single mom, that's your life. It doesn't make you any less of a woman and it doesn't make you any less of a mother. Just try to keep bad energy away from you. And if you haven't been in the presence of someone that is passing judgment on your life, get away from that person as quick as possible. Because that is one miserable soul. And all you need in your life is positive vibe, positive energy. You don't need judgment. And people will always have opinions. You cannot control that. That is something that you have no control over, over what people think. Thank you very much for listening. I had an amazing time. Uh, this is, was extremely great. So we cover some of the stereotypes. I know there's a lot more. And if you know some more, add them in the comments. I'll go ahead and read them because I probably will do another episode to cover some more. But thank you very much. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you. Thank you very much for listening. So we'll be back next week with a new episode. And this episode is when is the right time for your child's father to introduce your kids to his new girlfriend? So when is the right time for your child father to have this woman right in front of your kid? Be like, hey, this is somebody that I'm with. So then when is the right time for this? So we'll be talking about that next week. In the meantime, please let me know what you think with your reviews. Subscribe. Leave me comments. Leave me a recommendation. Leave me something that I've missed, something that you would agree with or things that you don't agree with. Let me know. Like I said, I'm, we, are, we are all human. I'm learning. So please let me know. I want your opinion. I want your ideas. I want your thoughts. I want your opinions. I want your recommendation. <laughs> so thank you very much for listening. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Rate and review wherever you access your podcasts. We want to know your opinion. Until next time. <laughs>